serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Thursday's portion of the Gatos and Chad Show is brought to you by Parker and Son Plumbing and Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. Uh, Chad Benson, you know it is uh, election season. I heard. Um, it was a rumor. Yes. Obviously, here's a couple of new wrinkles. Uh, it seems Katie Hobbs is getting death threats again. That is since Carrie Lake's presser last night. Also, out in Mesa... We've got some uh, watchers <laughs> of a of a uh, Dropbox. Is it doing anything? Is that wonderful? Yes, uh, people are watching it. We should and put cameras up around there so we could watch the watchers watching. There's a report of a group watching a ballot Dropbox in Mesa, Arizona. So it is definitely political season. We go and we vote. Uh, you're probably getting your ballots pretty soon. Let's see where the races uh, stand. Joining us now. Vice President of Research and Strategy with High Ground. You never had a cool like intro like that, Chad. No, I did not. Uh, Mostly say, hey, it's this guy this who can get a regular job. Here Paul, we go. Paul Bench joins us. Paul, how are you today? Doing well. 26 days till the election, but who's counting? Right? I am every day. Every single day. I can't wait. Uh, so, listen, let's talk governor's race. One new poll says uh, if you're looking at independent voters, right now they're leaning Kerry Lake. Do you agree with that? Is this is what you're seeing? What do you make of it? That would be the first poll that I've seen where independent voters would be trending towards Lake. And what we've seen is that 78% of the unaffiliated voters are less inclined to support a candidate who wants to criminalize abortion, 68% less inclined to support a candidate who thinks that the election was stolen, and 77% would want to empower the uh, legislature to overturn the election results. So I, I find it a little difficult that suddenly with the maybe the economic issues that they would they shift that significantly towards Lake. So wait, that's 78 percent of what? What was it again? So, um, so last one, 77 percent are less inclined to support a candidate who wants to empower the legislature to overturn the election. OK, yeah. But you look out there, Paul, and you're seeing obviously the economy is sideways. Nobody knows really what the hell's going on with this thing. I think we can all understand that <laughs> crime is up. And if you go look at like the Google searches, right, uh, inflation and economy is number one. And like abortion has fallen significantly back to pre, you know, uh, Roe v. Wade decision days. People are looking at different things as it gets closer. Closer because it's starting to hit home that things aren't going very well in this country, and the party in power usually is the ones that pays for that. Certainly, and I, I think that comes down to who's most message disciplined. We saw the Republicans at the Trump rally talking about those items and being very disciplined. We, um, on the other end, we saw a president who wasn't very disciplined about talking about the things that they don't want to hear about. We also saw shifts from both the master's campaign and the late campaign on the abortion issue to try to mitigate that. So certainly gas being back up at $5 is impacting people. And it really just will come down to which kinds of independents show up to vote. Are they, are they the fiscally driven ones that are concerned about that? Or are they more on some of these social issues? If they're fiscal driven, it will benefit the Republicans. If it's social driven, it will definitely benefit the Democrats. Paul Benz is joining us, VP of research and strategy uh, with high ground. So, if independents are leaning, as you say, towards uh, Katie Hobbs, well, why isn't this thing over then? Why why are we looking at polls that have Hobbs plus one or Lake plus two? Why isn't this thing over if if you're if you're telling us you know independents are, are leaning towards Hobbs? Yeah, I mean it's a slight lean. Okay, <laughs> Let's be clear. 
The other thing is we have a built-in Republican advantage, uh, as uh, I heard Mike Noble say, and I agree it's a plus-eight Republican advantage. Uh, Midterms in Arizona benefit Republicans significantly. And barring the the Dobbs decision and some of these other Republican behaviors, they would be dominating. Our midterms have generally been Republican affairs. And so why it's close is because there's a built-in GOP advantage. And when we talk about independence, there'll be about a quarter of the electorate. And there's pretty evenly split. They just are leaning towards uh, the Democrats right now, which is what's sort of evening it, it out. Uh, I think Katie Hobbs running a terrible campaign. Do you agree? I certainly think her campaign's had challenges. I, You know, that there's certainly this debate thing has loomed over her for so long, and it's become such a discussion of a sort of a non-starter. And now we've got this new wrinkle with the, with the channel eight interview and everything else. It's the, the, I certainly think the campaign has been focused on the wrong things. There are things that they could score major hits with, but we don't seem to be talking about that. And so we're talking about silly debate stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's again, it's, it's emotion and in, insanity. Uh, let's, let's take a look at it. You, you talk about if, and I've been saying this for a while, that if the Republicans looked forward and they put a lot of this other stuff here, this shouldn't be as close as it is. It should be a boat race across the country. If 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 Karen Taylor Robeson would have won, do you think that she'd be up by 5, 10, 15 points right now? Yeah, she'd have a pretty sizable lead right now. That, I mean, this election, we'd be talking, we wouldn't be talking about a uh, nail biter and everything within the margin right now. I think we would see a pretty sizable lead for Robeson. She was doing incredibly well, particularly in the retirement communities and the 65 older crowd, which is a very sizable portion of this electorate. Um, and they're a little bit more undecided than they've been in the past. Usually they're pretty reliable for Republicans, but that's saying something that even the 65 and older crowd might be uh, up to. Up to be had this time uh we're speaking with paul bentz uh, vp research and strategy with high ground we're talking about the the race for governor we're talking about where independents are going to vote uh how you know maybe these midterms will be uh maybe slightly in the republicans uh, column possibly so when i look at hobbs like you know what could she be doing better i, I mean i pretty much everything it just seems to me like she doesn't want to go and speak she doesn't want to be in front of a camera uh she's it's it's a it's it's basically she's running not to lose and that's not the way you win (laughs) well it feels a little like a a football game a poorly played football game where we're just trying to see who turns it over last yeah Uh, certainly i think where it's not a particularly great offensive performance um it seems more like a prevent defense and i i certainly think that that's uh, what we're watching right now, um, you know, and now it's early voting started every day between now and November 8th is election day. So maybe it's going to heat up and we're going to see more things come out. But we, we right now it's been sort of a lackluster performance um, from both sides. Uh, you know, I also do think that, uh, that, you know, there's challenges raising money and being up on the airwaves when you let outside sources, independent expenditures and dark money kind of dictate the campaign. It's really hard for can't the candidates themselves to emerge from that and set their own narratives hey paul and and this is you know we got what like you said 26 days who's counting between now and uh the election day what can either of these candidates potentially do to sway those independent voters or disgruntled republicans or you know non-enthused democrats to go all right i'm voting for a or b yeah, I, I mean, I certainly think there's a, a whole variety of topics they could be talking about. Immigration is one. I, she, Hobbs has tried to do some of that 
I think education is another one. We've got this aggregate expenditure limit expiration in 139 days, and no one's even talking about it. That's a $1.3 billion cut to our schools. We've got this uh, regional transportation issue in Maricopa County here that's a half cent that's going to expire that built all of our freeways, and Lake has said that she is not inclined to continue that. I mean, there's a lot of areas that, that, that could be discussed right now in the topic instead of just sort of playing on the city. Uh, last one. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I heard Sorry, a, uh, a click. Last one. Oh, um, your best guess. We're 26 days away. Uh, who wins? So I think that we're not going to know on election night who wins the governor's race. But I do think the more attention and oxygen that that governor's race takes up, that we are going to see more success from Republicans down ticket. We saw this in 2020. We saw both Biden and Kelly win, and then Republicans held on to both chambers of the legislature and the majority of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. I think one of the things that by this race being so close that we're going to see Republicans probably have pretty good luck on the down ticket races. And does that include what about the governor? Who do you think is going to win that one? If you had to pick today. If I had to pick today, today. I still think that uh, Hobbs is ahead, but I do think Lake is surging right now. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. the momentum's with Lake right now. Uh, hey, Paul, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, Paul Bentz, uh, Vice President, Research and Strategy with High Ground. High it's, ground. it's really a pick 'em. I, I don't know who's going to win. Yeah. It all comes down to the independent vote. We had 20,000 newly registered voters in the last month. Half are independents. Which way are they going to go? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. And it all comes down to uh, disdain. Who stays home the most? Democrats say, look, you know what? I don't like Katie Hobbs. I'll never vote for a Republican. Mm. But I don't want uh, to be a party to what's going on in D.C. that feels like it could end up here. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. You know, the Republicans could turn on, 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 you know, Lake. We just don't know. All right. Very interesting. All right. Coming up next, uh, why didn't the Parkland shooter get the death penalty? It's coming up next. Gatos and Chat Show. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. All right, at KTAR.com on the right side of the page, here's my cue. Uh, do you think Katie Hobbs will win the election by getting the anti-Carrie Lake votes? So I talked to Broomhead about this today, and here's what Mike told me. He goes, well, you know a lot of people really like Carrie Lake. And I said, I know that. I, I acknowledge that there are, I think I think if you were to uh, if you were to look you know like Carrie Lake has the Packers fans I know that let, let me explain it when you go to a pa- when you go to like Lambo those are real fans yeah they're Packer fans right they show up I think Carrie Lake has that following Katie Hobbs doesn't um, but what Carrie Lake also has is the Cowboys factor you, you hate the Cowboys right. I hate the Packers. So Carrie Lake, you know, her, her likability is is pretty low. Um, the people that love her really love her. The people that don't like her really don't like her. So with my question, could Katie Hobbs pull this off? Certainly not by the way that she's campaigning because it's been, no. been sad. She's not helping herself. No. But could she win because people are so anti-Lake? I think there's certainly, certainly... A chance that that could happen. I think there's a chance that that can happen. I also think this. There's a lot of people out there that lie. They won't tell you they like Carrie Lake because 
of the backlash of the the you know feeling like they're judged and it's I think we're going to get a lot more people out there that well, that happened with Trump in 2016. It did. It did. It absolutely did. And I think the same thing here for Kerry Lake. There was a name for it. Do you remember what that was? Uh, what was it called? Oh gosh, it was like um I'll have to look it up. There was an actual name for the people who liked Trump secretly, but didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the polling, right? Because the polling was so horrible. Yeah. I don't know if that fits here, though. I think it does. I don't don't think so. I think it does. I think in this day and age, you're like, you know what? Um, I don't care who, you know... People, if they know who I like. I don't think people care. I think there's a lot of people. I think there's a lot more people out there that are afraid to say something because they they just want to keep it quiet. I don't think people are like that anymore. I think they wear it on their sleeve now. No, uh, the, the radicals do. The average person doesn't. Hmm. Right? That average person, uh, you know, that's just wandering around, just doing their thing day to day, that may not pay too much attention about it, that, that person who maybe votes a little bit more conservative but doesn't like the election day and stuff, hmm. they can look around, though. I still think, well, you know. So why, so why would someone say not say, hey, I'm for Cary Lake? What the backlash? There's lots of backlash. Gosh. I mean, you know, if you say you forget, uh, it's well. I mean, we have our president standing up there, basically branding one half of the country who voted for Trump. Uh, you know, uh, you guys are a bunch of you know nut job kind of things. That doesn't help. A lot of people just like you know. I don't think he called them nut jobs. Well, no, he called them what he called them uh, ultra magas, right? That you know, Ke- dangerous kind of like Kelly when, Ward calls them ultra magas. Yeah, but the, but here the thing is, why is that a bad word? Because the way he was using it is in okay. a much different way, right? You know, then, like if then somebody ultra- gets up there and calls you a crazy lunatic vegan, and if, and you say, you I am a lunatic fun if vegan. If you're vegan, you are a lunatic. There you go. Okay. You, you're, not, you're not doing it with love. Yeah. So, because oh. you and I, everybody knows how we feel about vegans on this. They're always sad. They're never like a low energy, kind of like uh, Jeb. Total low energy, <laughs> low energy Jeb. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people use the ultra MAGA as it's the word. It's a, listen, I just don't agree with ultra MAGA. I don't think the people are horrible individuals. I just don't agree with them. You know, I mean, but think about it. Okay. Like, that, that night he gave that speech, a lot of people, like even today, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, that whole thing in, you know, what happened in uh, California and L.A. with the insanity of the, the, the racist comments from their people in the city council. I saw KJP say, well, you know, ultra MAGA people say this, like, tried to blame it on them. When you demonize a portion of the country, people sometimes are quietly pushing back and you don't know it. All right. Coming up next. We're almost at 3.30. Almost! And that means one thing. Becky Lynn has her newscast. But we're going to hold up the headlines next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. It's 3.30. And you know what that means. Time for us, Gatos to chat. Hello. To hold up Becky Lynn's headlines. With her first headline of the 330 newscast, here's Becky Lynn. Arizona votes. You heard it here live on KTAR. It just seems wrong, and I think PBS needs to fix it. That is Governor Doug Ducey's response to last night's debate debacle with PBS and the Arizona Clean Elections Commission that caused Carrie Lake's designated Q&A to be postponed. The governor calls the debate the price of admission to be governor of the state. And then you heard on KTAR. Per usual, Carrie Lake likes to make false allegations about things when she doesn't 
like what's going on. Democratic candidate for governor Katie Hobbs firing back at the claim that her campaign had any backdoor dealings with PBS following yesterday's fallout. Hobbs tells KTAR's Barry Markson a member of her team was contacted by PBS asking for an interview that would mirror Lake's format with the Clean Elections Committee. Hobbs says as of now she's still scheduled for her PBS 30-minute interview next week but says she has no plans to debate. Yesterday, Republican opponent Carrie Lake said she intends to show up to the PBS studios next week to challenge Hobbs to a debate during that scheduled interview. Taylor Kinner up KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. This thing's turning into a circus. It is. It really is. Well, we got one person who doesn't want to debate. And when that happens... Then they cancel a 30-minute interview with Lake, and then she goes down to PBS, is holding up, what, the cell phone number of ASU Press? I mean, this whole thing. We got got two children running for governor, and we lose no matter what. Uh, It's really sad. This is what we've we've come to. These are the two best options that we have, and I think both are garbage. Well, again, here's the problem. It's not the two best options we had a choice of. It's the two best options that got to this point. Good point. That give us this. Because I think there were other options out there yep. uh, that were very good. And uh, Talking about Robeson. Robeson. And the reality is, is she's not in it because nope. you have to appease the base that comes out and is ravenous. And uh, she couldn't do that enough. No, we're holding up the headlines. Still on this same topic, Republican state lawmaker John Kavanaugh is planning to introduce a resolution to defund Arizona PBS. Kavanaugh thinks the state should sever all ties and support for Arizona PBS, claiming state funding would be, quote, inappropriate after yesterday's events. Now, the state legislature is not currently in session. It will resume in January. And uh, Republican Carrie Lake was asked yesterday if she would support a move like this. I think we need to look at it. This is not bipartisan. This is biased. They are so obviously in the tank for her. In a statement sent to KTAR, ASU's Cronkite School, on behalf of Arizona PBS, stressed that it is the station's responsibility to, quote, provide the public with access to the candidates who are running for office so they can learn more and make informed decisions. Boring. Not you, Becky Lynn. Boring. John Cabinet, nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm tired of talking about a debate that was never going to happen. And now we're going to put a law through. We're going to defund PBS. How much do we actually give cares? PBS? My goodness. How much do we can actually we, give PBS? Can we, like, listen, they're not going to debate. Get over it. But it's PBS. This is, hey, hey who's this really hurt? PBS, right? I'm I don't just, care. There ain't a lot going on at PBS outside of my Antiques Roadshow. Listen, no offense. I, I don't care Antiques about PBS. Roadshow. I watch Antiques Roadshow all day. Yeah, that's pretty good. All when you're day. not watching Gunsmoke. Well, no, but I'm telling you right now, it's but, like, hey, what's that vase cost? Well, you know what? I'm here to tell you. It's from the 1400s, and it's worth $40 million. What we're talking about is two people not debating. What a stupid, we're talking about something stupid that didn't happen. issue that's never going to happen. Are we talking about water? No. Are we talking about the border? No. Are we talking about the economy? No. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about not debating. It's the stupidest thing I ever heard. It really is stupid. Am I missing something? 
That's so silly. Well, I don't know if we need some sort of legislation to get rid of this. I don't think we need legislation. But people people like to talk about stuff like this. PBS. Why would you do that to people? Nobody watches PBS except for me. All right. Uh, We're holding up the headlines. New numbers suggest the governor's race in Arizona is very close. So who convinces their base to actually get out and vote will have the edge. Polling by OH Predictive Insights finds Republican Carrie Lake at plus three, which is within the margin of error. Pollster Mike Noble says that means the race is essentially tied. And while more Republicans are expected to cast a vote in the midterms, we've modeled it at a Republican plus eight. Independence will be a big factor. Independence about a decade ago leaned Republican about plus six. But through the changes in the last decade or so, independents have shifting a little bit more to Democrats now. Luke Forstner, KTAR News. Oh, gosh. Away on this one. I mean, this is stupid, too. Okay, so we're going to listen to what uh, what is it? Oh, predictive. What did they What did they do in the primary? Oh, that's right. Lake plus eighteen against Robeson. How'd that work out for Mike Noble? Not very well. It was Lake plus two or three. So now he's got Lake plus three. Why would I listen to anything he says? This guy gets everything wrong. Ask him about Martha McSally. He thought she was going to win. Did she win? I'm sorry. Did I see something wrong, or was it cinema? cinema. Uh, that guy gets every poll wrong. Every poll. Plus 18, Chad. That was plus For 18. Carrie Lake, plus 18. <laughs> missed it by that much. He missed it by a lot. Smidge. So I'm not going to listen to the OH predictive. Stuff so that's what he thinks of that not, one. Right. Somebody's fired up today. We're holding up the headlines. We're holding it up. The January 6th House Committee has voted to subpoena oh, former President oh, Trump geez. for his testimony. Oh. The dramatic vote concluded what could be the final public hearing of the only congressional committee looking into last year's attack on the U.S. Capitol. Republicans vow they'll shut down the committee if they win back control of the House. ABC's Alex Mallon says that obviously would be good for Trump. We now need to see where the committee sets their deadlines for Trump to comply. What records are they going to demand that he hand over? When are they going to expect that testimony in person from him? So the best bet for Trump here is to maybe run out the clock and engage in some form in hopes that the Republicans take back the House and the committee is disbanded after November. Are you kidding me? We're still doing this? We're still doing this, right? Like, we're going to get him now. We're getting him here. This is the time we're going to get him. This, you know what? Oh, get him, don't get him. I just don't want to hear about it. You know what? I've heard so many times that they've got him. This is it. He's done for. When you get him, let us know, and then we'll pay attention. Until the perp walk comes, we're moving on with our life and hold up the headlines. And I think I might have some good news here, since you seem to be throwing all the papers up in the air over everything else today. If you're <laughs> one of the 1.4 million Arizonans who get Social Security benefits, you can look forward to some more change in your pocket. KTAR's Colton Krolak is live in the News Center to explain what is coming. That's right, Becky. Coming next year is an 8.7% cost of living adjustment for seniors. That's about $145 a month extra. Dana Marie Kennedy with AARP says it will make a big difference. We all have been hearing about how much, you know, grocery costs are going up, gas prices, utilities. So Social Security recipients are really hard hit. About 35% of Arizonans on Social Security rely on it for 90% or more of their income. Live in the News Center, Colton Krolak, KTAR News.
Yeah, Colton's still rocking that awesome mustache. By the way, it is grown in and filled in. It is beautiful. That thing, I got. We got to put a picture up. Anyway, one hundred and forty-five bucks uh, is going to be great. You know, yeah, my, that's pretty good. My mother-in-law is on uh, Social Security, and I tell you right now, she could use that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, especially with inflation going up. But the reality is, is you're bumping the in, this up, but inflation's still here, at least in Phoenix, is uh, still high. up a bit well, through the roof. It'll so help. it'll yeah. help a little bit, but you know, they're still playing catch. I think the uh, Medicare premium is supposed to drop just a little bit, too. So that's also good. Uh, are, you, uh, are, you, are you perturbed with us a bit today? Just a little bit. A little bit? Like, just, a, yeah. like, what's the scale of 1 to 10? What are we looking at for the rest of the show? You like, think what kind angry? of doghouse are we in Well, here? no, we'll have to see what you got um, coming up next. But right now, you're at about a six and a half. Yeah. Yeah, you're on the upper end. Okay. And climbing, All if you're right. not Ooh. careful. Ooh, uh, yeah. You know we love you, though. Mm-hmm. I do. This yes. has nothing to do with you. This is this is. This is I know it's this all about you. the news of it's the day. It's not you. It's us. This you know what? I'm used to disappointing people. What? So this is, why should this be any different? You don't disappoint me, man. No, nah, I know that. But well, you, you, don't know, you and I are also in this room disappointing everybody else. So we're in the same boat. <laughs> disappointing the thousands from two to six. We're, we're, we're rowing in the same disappointing direction. That is a promo if I've ever heard one. Right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's holding up the headlines. Uh, at 3.30, Becky Lynn uh, reads her news and has to put up with us as we interrupt. All right. Coming up next. Hey, who wants to become a, a GOP spy for 50 grand? It's a good gig. Next. TAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chat Hey, that's us, kids. I want to tell you something. Just announced Dead and Company are going to be heading to Action Pavilion on May 23rd for the last tour. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10, but you can win a pair now by visiting KTR.com. Oh. A little glory, Estefan. Fly to Miami. I wouldn't mind that. By the way, so Becky sends me this a little while ago. Becky, I find this fascinating. I'm not sure if I believe it. Is she still is she talking to us? Yeah, she's I'm okay. still talking. Well, what did I send you? I sent you guys a couple things already More than today. 50% of Americans oh. just show up at the airport with no destination in mind. <laughs> what, what do you mean? They just show up like, I want to go somewhere. I don't know where. All right, let's just go to the airport and figure it out. Look at the sign and pick a place and go. Who does More that? More than 50%. That's what they said. I think that's baloney. It sounds like it, doesn't you know what you're going to pay for a ticket if you do that? Last minute? You pay a fortune, aren't you? Yeah. So nobody's doing that. Who's doing that? According 50%. to this article, 50%. Yeah. 56% of Americans say they uh, just show up at the airport without a confirmed destination. One time, years ago, Southwest Airlines had this humongous sale. It was their anniversary, and they were selling tickets so incredibly cheap. And this was when you still had to show up at the airport to buy your ticket, yeah. right? What? You, well, you could call. But you, a lot of people showed up, and I went to buy tickets. Okay. There were a billion people standing in line at Sky Harbor <laughs> Airport. This lady behind me was talking with somebody, and she goes, where do you want to go? Where should we go? Where haven't we been? We haven't been to Milwaukee. Let's go to Milwaukee. I mean, they were literally choosing where they were going to buy because tickets Because it was so cheap. Because it was so cheap. Yeah. I think that's fun. I've never done it, though. Like, I picked up, hey, we're, let's drive somewhere. Where are we going to go? You want to drive to Vegas? Maybe we'll go to Vegas. Let's drive to Vegas. Yeah. But to go to an airport, I don't, boy, I don't know. That's, that's kind of, you ever done that? Uh, to go to an, an airport? airport? No, I've done I've done it with a, on trains when I was in Europe. Where do you guys want oh, to go? Let's I got an idea. Let's go to let's go to let's go to you know we'll wherever. Go, yeah, we'll, let's go to Antwerp. Let's go to Paris. Gosh, yeah, but this is uh, I I'm like it, I hearken back to the days and you and I've talked about when they had that uh, uh, the DB Cooper 
uh, you know, the whole D.B. Cooper, you know, he jumped out of an airplane and stole the money. If you guys don't know the story, the whole thought process, when you watch the thing, it says, kids, if you're a little bit younger, you might not recognize this, but you don't have to. Back in the day, you didn't have to take off your clothes to go through the airport. People would just walk in yeah. and they would buy a ticket, every show an ID and they just walk on an airplane and go. I don't even remember how it used to be before 9-11. Oh, it was so you had to nice. walk through. You still had to walk through, like a, a, you did. You had to walk detector. through a metal detector. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't the ordeal of today. And everybody could go through the metal detector. Yeah, you didn't right have to be to going somewhere. No, you right. could, you could go back and, and just walk. You could around. go and meet someone yeah. right at the gate, or just go for any reason. You didn't have to show your ticket there at the metal detector. That's why I love the TSA. Chad does too. They're phenomenal. They're phenomenal. Those guys are awesome. Oh gosh, stop why? anything anywhere. Wise man, Steve Zinsmeister. I have never bought a ticket. At the airport, I've never bought in a my ticket. life. No, I've never done it either. Never done it. No, Mm-mm. one way or the other, whether I knew where I was going or not, which I always have known where I'm going. <laughs> have you ever like got got? Now I've done this, like where it's like, uh, all right, we can't get you home, you know, in the next day or two, and you're like, okay, what's the closest you can get me? Well, we can get you to, you know, we can get you to San Francisco. Oh, you know, I'll rent a car and drive down. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. But I knew I was going home somewhere. I'm kind of thinking, though, this would be kind of fun. I mean, I, you've never done it before, but why not? I just don't know if it's affordable, though. It well, sounds fun. Yes. Let's go to the airport. So what are we talking about? 50%? 56% of people, they say, yeah. show up. They just, just show, show up, up their, at the with airport. With a bag packed. Yeah. Like, yeah. But if you're going to go to New York... <laughs> well, maybe you don't go to New York. Okay. Maybe you go and you say, go what's the cheapest place we can go, and we'll go there. And then you figure out what to do when you get there. And the guy goes, away. The cheapest place you can go <laughs> is away. $2,000 a ticket. Oh, probably not. No. $700 say, a ticket? Say you, you got there and you said, oh, let's fly to... Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Right. And see what we can do in Pittsburgh. Right. Or Santa Fe. Or... I don't know. I need. Now, to, I, I need think you have to. Sh- I would think you would have to show up early in the morning, though, to make sure you get something. Yeah, yeah. And then you're definitely getting a middle seat. I'm out. I'm. Out. I'm done. I don't like this idea. Oh, it's making me that. nervous. You're oh, no fun. No, I, don't like sense it. I would of totally adventure. do that. I would totally I do that. I, I think I've got a sense of adventure. Yeah, you know, I would totally do that. Okay. Well, why don't you okay, inv- here you go. If you want to fly tomorrow to Pittsburgh, it's nine hundred bucks. Oh, gee, well, okay, about. Pittsburgh. We won't go there. We won't go to Pittsburgh. What's well, it cost to go to Albuquerque? Uh, okay, here you go. Albuquerque tomorrow. Okay, well, you got I your like own that. travel agent on the show, Becky. Albuquerque Lynn. tomorrow, four hundred seventy bucks. It's a, is that round trip? That's uh, yeah, I think it is. And here's the thing: it's nonstop, one hour and eleven minutes. Oh. Although you could pay two thousand oh. dollars for an eighteen-hour flight to what? Albuquerque. Yeah. Yeah, this all sounds you have so to much fly fun. Back to Alaska, then <laughs> to San Francisco, to Dallas, then to Albuquerque. It's the trip. That's the. It's the journey. It's part of the fun. Some of it's just about getting there, kids. Coming up next, midterm mayhem. Mayhem. Hayden Hobbs speaks to KTAR next.